You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Hoop Ballers! Welcome back to another episode and another edition of Today in Sports Betting. I am your host, Devin Ellington. We're at D-A-L-E-007 on Twitter. Make sure to visit hoop-ball.com, which is the motherboard for everything hoopball, which makes all of these podcasts possible. All this free content. Make sure to check out the guys over on the free play article. Yesterday, Adam had Shakhtar, but Sheriff Tepest had some other things to say about that. It was a, it was a close result in the UEFA Champions League. Last two weeks, the team's been on an incredible run. Today in the free play is going to be Joe Campese. He's got the team best on a streak. Well, I say no. Blake has six. Joe's got five correct picks in a row, but he's done that twice. So make sure to get over and check out the free play with Joe getting in there today. Chances are he hits a couple in a row. Make sure to follow Hoopball Gaming on Twitter where you get all the broadcasting notes, 
all sorts of things, information and plays. If you're considering a premium package or like paying a couple of clams for some sort of betting or fantasy sports advice, would definitely say check out the Hoopball 360. We've got DFS in there for you. DFS pass, fantasy pass, the wager pass. You get early access to all of Hoopball's rankings and tools. We got the Brewski 150 for the top 150 players for fantasy basketball coming into this season. Award-winning rankings over the uh, last decade. Then you've got to, you've got to use the promo codes. Use promo code HOOPBALL over at mybookie.ag. Get a nice deposit bonus match. And you get to help us out. The more promo codes we get activated, the more we get to give, get to do. If you feel weird about setting up an account, just let one of us know. We'll walk you through it. We'll help you out. We'll get you going. We would recommend not to use any rollover bonuses and then uh, utilize Bitcoin. We know that my bookie uh, works a lot better in that regard. Because, you know, you want to get your money out quick and fast. And Bitcoin seems to be the way to be. Today's show, we are going to talk about Thursday night football, collegiate Thursday night football. The NFL has a game, but it's, uh, I mean, I, I guess we could call it a game between the Washington football team. I mean, one of the teams doesn't even have a team name. So, I mean, that that <laughs> that says anything. Washington football team against the New York football giants who are pretty much going to be without Saquon which sucks for my fantasy team. But, I mean, I I don't like starting Thursday night, guys, anyway. Good old way to just start the fantasy week off with some poo-poo in your sock. That's for sure. A lot of Thursday night guys, like, I'm not saying there's never a good Thursday night fantasy performance, but we're going to take an 80% Saquon who's still not being unleashed against a stout defensive front of the Washington football team. No, I'm 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 gonna go ahead and leave Saquon on my bench this week. As tough as it may be, I mean, I got Josh Jacobs against Pittsburgh. I got James Robinson, who obviously had that week one dud thanks to Urban Meyer and his terrible play calling. He should have just stayed retired from coaching, or just stay in college. He's he's not a he's not an NFL guy. I, that made no sense to me. Jacksonville's gonna have a really rough season. Um. So I guess like we'll talk about the football game a little bit for the NFL side, but this will be specifically a deep dive into the Ohio Bobcats, Louisiana Lafayette, Raging Cajuns collegiate football game that we've got going on tonight. We've got a little break from the soccer. We had some pretty good winnings yesterday in the Discord. We had some personal plays. A lot of guys chip in and uh, helped each other have some success. Jonathan Martinez, our guy, hit another home run prop, surprise, last night, plus 250 from Brandon Belt. Then he had 
three different deep fly balls from Mookie Betts not go out at another plus 250. And, uh, man, it was close. He should have had three different home runs. I had one robbed. You know, that was going to be a little short from a home run, I think. But, I mean, if he would have just got like a little bit more on all three of those hits, would have cashed both of those at plus 250. So one makes up for the loss of betting on the other. That's the great thing about home run props. Jonathan went three and one in the wager pass yesterday. Hit three home run props yesterday. That's just crazy. It's a lot of plus money. We got some injuries to go over in the Ohio and Louisiana game. Got some news to update you on. Today's going to be a little bit of a quicker, more brisk show. We are going to... Take a look at, say, a first half take. You know, we're going to talk about this Ohio program a little bit. We'll talk about some efficiency stats, all that good stuff. We'll talk a little bit about some what to watch for. Big, big news for Lafayette getting Carlos Rubio in is probable. So he's going to probably be in there. He's one of their anchors on the offensive line for Lafayette. The Raging Cajuns, that's very big for them. I'd like to see Farad Gardner upgraded from questionable up to probable, but he's still questionable. But this was, uh, well, this needs to be updated. His status hasn't been updated in three days. So I might scavenge through Twitter, try to find a beat writer, see if I can't find something going on with the Raging Cajuns linebacker. Cause that, I mean, he's, he's missed out the start of the season, but coming into this year, he was going to be a force for them. So as we do this show, I will be looking for some news in regards to that. Tonight, the fact of the matter is, it's a very, very large line. With how bad Ohio's been, they lost to an FCS school last week. And I will say, Louisiana Lafayette had a... Uh, Lafayette had a scare against... Their FCS team only winning by three, allowing them to score a bunch, a bunch, or give up a point, a bunch of points in the fourth. And sorry, I'm over here doing some searching while I do this. But the fact of the matter is, I think they bounce back. You know, they are going against this Ohio team who is without a coach, essentially. They've got a lot more depth. I'm looking for Chris Moncrief to make a difference for him to make a difference within you know, the coaching disparity. I think having him 
against a team that's got a interim head coach just thrust in there. Billy Napier is going to be on point tonight. Louisiana Lafayette always performs really well outside of the conference, especially under Mr. Napier. They don't lose a whole lot of them, and they definitely cover. It is 20 and a half now. The line opened at 19 and a half, and it was in our look-aheads. So I definitely could definitely look to uh, support them. You know, it's it, it, it's a large line. Like, I get it. But Ohio got absolutely throttled by Syracuse in week one. Syracuse isn't going to be that good this year. Ohio's relying a lot on Curtis Rourke to get it done, but they're not protecting him. Got to protect the quarterback if you want him to. We're going to. You know, I mean, you gotta you gotta keep your quarterback upright and people out of his face. So, I think Louisiana Lafayette is going to be able to get pressure in their face. They're gonna push around this Ohio offensive line. I think the. The fact is that you let Duquesne dominate Ohio in time of possession. You know, the Bobcats allowed that to happen. But when the Bobcats had the offense on the field against Duquesne this last week, they did average 6.7 yards per play, which good, you know, clap for them. Good. They did that against an FCS school. Woohoo. <laughs> like, that's what they're supposed to do. They still lost the game. They're not consistent. They didn't score in either the second or third quarter. Sustaining drives was an issue. And then converting on third down was something that they really struggled with. And if you look at Lafayette's third down defense... trying to check this out third down conversion percentage for ULL and their opponents man well I mean they did go against Texas in week one so this is going to be inflated a lot Texas did extend a bunch of drives on third down so keep that in mind ULL's defensive ranking is not looking so great beginning this year but They're uh, 66.67% given up on third down conversion as a defense. So that's kind of oof. Um, They got to get the offense going. You know, they they did struggle against Texas, obviously. But look, this is a team that hung in there with Texas for a first half, for a full half, and then halfway through the third quarter. 
think Ohio is just, like I said, that the soul left their sails when Frank Solich uh, was forced into retirement with his health issues. I don't know. I don't know if uh, Ohio is going to be able to stop the rushing attack or the balance of Lafayette. I think that Levi Lewis is going to be able to push the ball. He's going to be able to put a lot more pressure on the defense. And with a dual threat guy like Levi Lewis, getting that Carlos Ruiz kid in there, at, I think he's he moved over to center this offseason, getting their main piece, their anchor, a communicator. I mean, they got some studs on this offensive line. But getting that anchor in there is going to be huge. I think you're looking at Ohio, who's racked up a bunch of penalties early on. You know, they struggled with discipline. Louisiana, Lafayette's actually a really good disciplined team. So I think penalty yardage is going to be what will be a part of Lafayette's success tonight. Taking some shots, getting some pass interferences. I've got this all the way up to 21. I think I will stop at that key number of 21. So right now it's at 20 and a half in a lot of spots. I have seen it. I have seen it look like it's going to be moving to 21. I've seen it at 21 in a couple of spots. This pass defense needs to come ready, though. They allowed 359 yards to their recent opponent, Lindsey Smith, the quarterback. I'm trying to remember who they played. Uh, oh, yeah, Nichols State. Yeah, they play Nichols State. 511 yards of offense to Nichols State. You know, that's get that under control. I mean, because look, Curtis Rourke is a decent quarterback. He's a good quarterback. I just don't think they have enough around him and definitely not enough coaching. I know I keep harping on the coaching thing, but losing Frank Solich the way they did and when they did is going to be detrimental in a couple different ways. So. I think that line yards are going to be huge. The pass blocking for Ohio, they're graded at 98th in the country. And then you look at Louisiana and being a 33rd ranked team on defense and creating havoc, you know, that's it's pretty big. This defense I'm sorry that would be their pass rush their 33rd ranked pass rush defense they don't allow teams to run the ball that much on them
They just got to keep Ohio from finishing drives. That's for sure. They got to get some line yards. They got to get some pressure. I think that the Raging Cajuns offense is going to kind of pop open tonight. You saw Syracuse almost put 30 up. I think they scored 29. One Ohio. I would argue that Louisiana Lafayette is a better offensive team than Syracuse. PFF has a 31st rank on Ohio as a coverage team. So, I mean, that's that's pretty good. But I think Louisiana is going to be able to run more plays. They've got better special teams like I already touched on. I will say that the Bobcats are eight no against spread in their last eight Thursday games, if that makes any difference to anyone, if you're one of those people. But, uh, you know, and then here's another thing going against me. Two and eight against the spread, uh, the Raging Cajuns are, as a 14-point or more favorite. Hmm. I wonder how many of those are with head coach Bill Napier. Because I think, you know, some of those may be without him. And I think that he makes a huge difference. So I'm not really sold on Ohio. Look, I'm reading through the Action Network's article about this game, and they're flashing the, you know, success charts and the red and the green numbers. And Ohio's got a lot of edges. Don't get me wrong. But based off what my eyes have seen, I mean, they just lost to an FCS school. Like, come on. Like, I think within the Sun Belt, Louisiana is going to maybe struggle a little bit this year, come back to earth. I think Coastal Carolina and App State are gunning for some really amazing years in that conference. Then you throw in like Troy, Georgia State, and then you got Texas State who's got a potent offense that might scare a couple folks this year. Arkansas State, even though they lost Blake Anderson and Logan Bonner, you know, that's a pretty big one to look out for. But here on Thursday night, 8 p.m. Eastern on ESPN, Raging Cajuns, you know, and I've already got this. I've got a couple of plays for this game up in the wager pass. I will say, the line keeps moving. The first half number I played has moved up a hook. It's still getting minus one fifteen shade. I feel that. Levi Lewis is going to have to have a damn good game. But, you know, I don't I don't doubt that there's going to be some Ohio support out there. You know, it makes sense. Like, this is a lot of points. And you look at how Louisiana's performed in that number I gave you against the spread is 14 or plus more points 
as a favorite. And, uh, you know, I, I, I could understand that bringing some pause, but overall, I think Louisiana is the better coach team. I think with Ohio's pace and inefficiencies that the under could be in play. Right now it's at 57. You know, ULL, they got a pretty poor ranking in regards to driving or finishing drives as an offense. You know, a lot of that coming against Texas, but regards, you know, regardless, they still aren't finishing too many drives. Couple of team totals. 39 and a half on Bet MGM for ULL. Oh, if I wasn't on the Lafayette side already, like, you know, I would look at maybe taking a sprinkle on the under on that one, like a half unit, just because 40 points is a lot. Uh, Ohio can play defense here and there. Don't get me wrong. And especially if they slow it down and they keep the ball in their possession a couple times more than what we were expecting, that could definitely chip away from the possibility of hitting the over on this team total. And then you look at Ohio, their team total is at 18. And that's just hard for me to decide on because, well, I mean, I'm seeing under... 17 and a half on bet MGM getting minus 130 shade. Under 18 minus 115. Hmm. No opinion on that side on the team totals. Just a little uh little much, little low. I don't know. It's 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 a weird one, weird line. Really looking forward to figuring out if Farad Gardner is going to be playing, you know, in their linebacker for the Cajuns. He's one of their best guys. I am looking to back Bill Napier as the coach of the Cajuns. I think he gets his team prepared. He's really good in these instances. He could have just extrapolated the half that they played against Texas for the full game. I don't think Texas would have won. And with them having that high level of competition to begin the year, I feel that they're going to be a bit more prepared than what Ohio is tonight. So tell me you're betting on Louisiana Lafayette Ragin' Cajuns without telling me that you're betting on the Ragin' Cajuns of Louisiana Lafayette. And that's pretty much what I just did. You don't need to be a world beater sleuth to know that my write-up in the wager pass is probably going to consist of something specific to a team. (laughs) So... I will say, I'll give one out. 
I'll give one of the two out. And I do like Louisiana to cover this spread tonight. I think this is a good game that they can get right at. I think this is a game that will help them increase their positive momentum moving forward. And then uh, on top of tonight's FBS action, we've got an FCS game. You know, it's not anything too, too crazy, but the line's already moved a bit. And it being FCS and me not being as well-versed in it, I'm going to take this as a half-unit play. We're going to do 0.55 units to win 0.5, so that way we can clear 1.05 units. We've got Alabama A&M going against Bethune-Cookman. Bethune-Cookman's looked pretty rough. Alabama A&M, they've also looked, you know, in their one game, they've looked better than Bethune-Cookman. They actually opened as a two-point dog, and that's already come down a full point to plus one. So I think before this game starts at 7.30 on ESPNU, we're going to see that A&M will be the favorite. The money line currently sits at even money for the A&M, Alabama A&M Bulldogs. Minus 120 for Bethune-Cookman. It's hard for me to back Bethune-Cookman with how inefficient they've looked. Their defense, they, they're not sacking a lot of guys. They're giving up a ton of passing yards. They're rushing yards. I mean, they've played some FCS schools or FBS teams. So, like, you know, they only lost by 10 to UTEP, but then they uh, allowed UCF to hang 63 on them. UTEP just does not have an offense. Alabama A&M, they beat South Carolina State by one point, 42 to 41 last week, or on September 4th. That is, uh, you know, South Carolina State being a FCS playoff team, you know, that that's an impressive win there. This one is just such a short line. The road dog, the road bulldog, I think, actually will get it done tonight. Looking on tally site, there's a lot of folks, a lot of professionals that are going to be on Alabama A&M also. A lot of sharp minds on that game. And I think it's... uh, I think it's a smart look for AM, Alabama AM, that is. You know, the line's already moving on them. I think this team has a way better offense than Bethune Cookman. And I'm just pulling some updated numbers up here. You know, I'd be inclined to go to the under. I think Bethune-Cookman has a better-than-average defense, for sure. But Alabama A&M. 
I mean, the fact that they were able to hang 42 on South Carolina State, I think that says something. You know, I don't know about the over or the under. I, You know, with Bethune-Cookman being able to score 20-plus points on UTEP, an FBS team, you know, I'd be indicated to uh, – inclined, I mean. I would be inclined to uh, go with the over, especially since A&M just gave up 41 points to South Carolina State. But let's just roll with the road dog. We'll ro- roll with the road dog here, take a little bit of an underdog look. And uh, we'll roll it out that way. Really looking forward to this Louisiana game. Ball control is going to be huge. Switch on over to NFL. Briefly talk about this one. I don't have a lick of a strong opinion on this game. It's uh, They sure gave us a fun one. They did. The total came from 43, opened at 43, came down to 40 and a half. I originally was going to look at the under. I think I missed the worst part of the value on that, though, so I got to kind of leave that alone. Currently at this 40 and a half number, 83% of the money is on the over, 60% of the bet percentage both significantly higher than what's coming in on the under. My thing is, in my thinking, we have two good defenses. The Giants aren't chums on defense either. You've got limited Saquon, maybe no Saquon. You've got Heineke filling in for Fitzmagic. Washington's best weapon is a running back in Antonio Gibson. I just don't see these two teams scoring that much. I don't. But for the bet percentage and the money percentage to be so high on the over, and the over is getting shade of minus 115 on the 40 and a half, you know, that gives me extreme pause. And I don't know what to make of it, honestly. Seems super fishy. Giants plus three for the first half, maybe. You know, this is just a game where it's just complete meh. Like, it's just, I'm not really in love with any of it. I mean, this is kind of a shit matchup, to be honest. Like, this is a... Do we really have to watch this game? You know, it kind of sucks, but, you know, think back on to when the shutdown happened. We'd we'd be killing for this game, so I'm trying to remain grateful in that sense. And I think as sports fans or folks that love it, you know, we got to definitely, definitely take some gratefulness into this. I'm seeing a whole bunch of unders, but not at the 40 and a half number. Everyone originally was on the under 43. I'm seeing a lot of pros playing it down to 41, but not after that. 
I think I just did a whole bunch of moot points to tell you that, you know, I'm really just not interested in playing this game. You know, it being the lone NFL game on Thursday night, you know, we at least need to talk about it a little bit in the sense of awareness and information. But it's just, it's a line that's being driven so much by quote unquote sharp betters. And I hate when the market allows sharp betters because anyone can claim that they're a freaking sharp better. I hate when they when the market allows themselves to be persuaded by sharp betters. This is just going to be a punt game, you know. Stay away from me. I mean, there, there's maybe a prop sticks out, you know. Logan Thomas, over 46 and a half receiving yards. He's going to be a heavy component to the offense. Antonio Gibson, over 17 and a half receiving yards. He's an all-purpose back. I could see that happening. You know, I just... There are just some weird numbers set. J.D. McKissick over under rushing yards 13 and a half. I mean, I know he's a pass catching back, but all he has to do is be in there for one run play that he gets the ball and like break off a first down. And then that bets, you know, going to be sweaty all night. Daniel Jones usually runs the ball, but Washington Ron Rivera really good at containing rushing quarterbacks. Taylor Heineke, I would maybe look at his over 21 and a half because I think he could break away from a Giants pass rush that sometimes can allow quarterbacks to seep out. Antonio Gibson over 67 and a half against this front. I mean, Melvin Gordon just broke off a giant run, and that was like the only thing he did last week against the Giants. That's why his numbers look so good. Gibson overall better running back, but He's going to be so dependent on in pass protection and the pass game. So that's hard for me to look at. Passing yards, overs, I'm definitely not looking at for either of these guys. Rushing attempts, Antonio Gibson over 15 and a half. How many did he get in his first game? You know, that that's a good question. So let me find that number. Let's see what he did last time out. You know, that it's a pretty low number in my opinion. And if they're going to feed him, they're going to do it regardless of if he's picking up gains or not. He had 20 carries last game. You know, I I think you look and see how, you know, I think they want to get him 20 to 25 touches per game, Antonio Gibson. He had three receptions last week. He had 20 carries. And look, it went 20 carries. Three carries for Heineke, 
two carries for Jarrett Patterson, the rookie, one carry for J.D. McKissick at eight yards. See, that's the thing. If McKissick takes that one carry, you know, 13, 14 yards, that, that's kind of worrisome there. So I am going to stay away from J.D. McKissick's rushing total because I think he's just a make-or-break kind of guy. Would maybe look at over some reception totals. But I don't love this game like at all. J.D. McKissick over two and a half. I mean, he didn't catch a single ball last time. I don't have the target report up in front of me. Shame on me. Antonio Gibson over two and a half. They just want to get him involved. They want to. So I think what I need to do here is I'm going to hold you know, I'm going to put them on my card for now, but I need to do some digging. I want to do a little more research. But Antonio Gibson is going to be the focal point of this offense. So over two and a half on his receptions, I think, is a good look. And then if we look at his rush attempts also, over 15 and a half, these both will be half-unit plays. So, I mean, with him just being the spark plug for this offense and what makes it go, I think Heineke's going to rely on him a lot more. I think he's in a good spot, even though it's against a stout Giants defense. The Giants did just allow Melvin Gordon to make them look like chumps. As I try to pull up that box score, I want to see kind of what happened. Sorry, technology is running a little slow on me today. This will be the last thing I kind of touch on, and then we'll go ahead and roll this game out, this show out. You know, the Broncos scored 27 points last week, uh, 10 points in the fourth, 10 in the second, and a touchdown in the third. Yeah, see, Melvin Gordon, 11 carries for 101 yards. He did have that one breakaway. He was like a 50-plus yard run. So that definitely helped. 14 for 45 from Javante Williams. So, I mean, they're not – they're susceptible to the big run. I think Antonio Gibson being familiar with the Giants is going to help him out. Noah Fant caught six for 62 in the tight end spot against these Giants. So that makes me feel a little bit better about maybe looking at some Logan Thomas stuff. Melvin Gordon, not as good of a pass catcher as Antonio Gibson. He got three. He caught three balls. Um, so 25 combined carries between the two running backs for Denver last week against this Giants run defense. I think that Antonio Gibson gets 22 carries himself. They don't really have anyone else in there to carry the ball. So 
Jerry Judy, before he was hurt, he had six for 72. So he was looking to have the even bigger games. So maybe we can look at some Terry McLaurin stuff. But overall, man, this is just a yucky game. Yucky game. So half unit plays for me. I'm going to be looking to support Antonio Gibson, but that is about it. Just because he's the workhorse, not because I really believe in the offensive line of Washington or that I think New York's defensive front seven is terrible. I just think that's what the cards numbers and the value is speaking out for. I think it's just, it's a yuck game. Like it, it is like, that's the only way to put it. So I'll be checking that out. I'll be checking that out. Over 15 and a half rushing attempts for Antonio Gibson. Over two and a half receptions. Because I think he's going to get around 23 to 25 total touches. I think it's just in the game script for them. They, you know, Ron Rivera being an old school fashion coach, he likes, you know, look what he did with D'Angelo Williams at Carolina. You know, D'Angelo Williams just did everything. So. In review, what I am vocally stating that I'm looking for in today's card, Alabama A&M plus one against Bethune-Cookman in the FCS matchup. And, of course, Louisiana, Lafayette, Raging Cajuns in a couple different ways I'm supporting them. And then, of course, the Antonio Gibson bets that we just talked about. So, Easy peasy, easy show, right? Nice and sweet and short and simple. Thursday night serves as a bit of a primer for us for what's to come on the weekends. Friday night, we get a lot more college football action. Saturday, obviously, all day affair. And then Sunday, we got the NFL rolling around. So with that being said, I... I'm sending you all of my good vibes and all of my good energies. Make sure that you have a wonderful, safe, and positive day. If you can, do something nice, kind for someone out there today. Hold a door. Offer some help. Uh, Pick something up that someone drops. I don't know. Something. Something of that nature. If you need something nice or positive to happen to you and in your life, I hope it does happen. I'm sure it will. Make sure to tune back in tomorrow. We're going to be talking a lot more about some lines, a lot more about in-depth looks for college football. Toss out some NFL stuff. We'll have more of the UEFA Champions League. All sorts of stuff picking back up tomorrow. I've got a Liga MX match to look at. So I'm excited about that. Yes. Make sure to use those promo codes. Hoopball over on mybookie.ag. And then Hoopball20, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L-2-0 over on manscaped.com. Free shipping, 20% off, phenomenal products. I mean, those three things. Check, check, check. No shipping, 20% off, and you get great products. That's amazing, right? All righty. I think it's time we roll this thing out. Put a little bow on it for you. Happy fall. Fall is here. Cold fronts moving in. 70 degrees. Nice and rainy here in Georgia. Speaking to my soul. Make sure to enjoy the 
nice, more brisk weather. Like I said, be safe and be kind out there. Today in sports betting is out. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.